Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of Tales from Helheim. So today we're going kind of old school. This story is called I Was Almost Hacked to Death. So this is my first official post on here, but I have to share this story. It happened about three years ago. I live in the United States. I was a 6'1", 210 pound, 23 year old white male college student that was living in a predominantly Hispanic low income neighborhood when this occurred. About five minutes after my Pizza Hut shift one night, I decided to walk across the street and buy a couple tall boys at my local liquor store. Excited about it being the weekend and getting to sleep in the next morning. I know, I had no life. So as the cashier was handing me my bag of booze across the counter, a muffled yet short female scream reverberated throughout the store just from outside. I distinctly remember how pitiful it sounded. The cashier and I made a certain eye contact where you're both just like, what the fuck? After a brief silence, he just shrugs his shoulders slowly and tells me to be careful going home. I nod my head and start out after giving him a gracias from across my shoulder. I know it seems like we may have underreacted, but honestly, you see and hear a lot of crazy shit in this city, especially at night. So in addition to not wanting to get mixed up in anything, you don't just call the cops or anything, especially a random scream. Even with that being said, thinking about the pitiful sound gave me a mixture of disgusted anger and cold fear. My heart speeding up at this point, I opened the liquor store door slightly and looked around outside. After hearing and seeing nothing but traffic for about 15 seconds, I decided to start walking home. Head down, eyes and ears open. But as soon as I rounded the liquor store corner, I was greeted by an obviously intoxicated, but somehow steady, short, stocky Hispanic man with a scratched up face and really stretched out shirt. Assuming he was one of the few drunks that live in a small, dense patch of the forest about 12 feet behind the store. I completely disregarded him and continued walking at first. Something about his behavior caught my attention. He looked extremely nervous and as if he were up to something. Also, I could hear faint, almost non-existent gurgle-like sound coming from the trees. Immediately, I began to suspect he had something to do with the scream I'd heard just minutes before. Upon making eye contact, he caught on fast that I suspected him. Esta bien? Spanish for how are you? He awkwardly asked me. Smiling way too much and motioning for me to follow him into the darkness behind the store. I pretty much told him to fuck off and continued walking home at a much faster pace now looking behind me every 16 or so steps. I began wondering what the hell the noise was coming from in the woods and why the man was acting so shady. Maybe I was overreacting. Maybe the sound was just an old pipe or drain nearby. 
Maybe he really was just drunk and didn't want me to call the cops on him for public intoxication or something. I now wish everything within me I would have called the cops and then waited there and went to the store. About five minutes later, walking down the particularly dark and isolated stretch of road about a half mile before my apartments, out of fucking nowhere, the man I'd just seen burst through some shrubbery about 12 feet from me on my back left wielding a fucking machete. That's right, a fucking machete. Honestly, you can't make this shit up. I immediately went into panic mode and threw my beers at him and began running as fast as my legs would carry me toward my apartment building. Hoping I had enough strength left in me to make it, I now realized I should have ran back towards the store as it was closer. But as I stated, he came from behind me and the rest is instinct. He was initially so close behind me, I swear I could hear the blade cutting the air as he swung at me from behind. I honestly expected the machete blow to the neck or head at any second. That's a very unique, very hard state of mind to be in, knowing that you could die at any moment. The worst, most gruesome thoughts of me being murdered began to fill my mind. Would I trip only to have a defensive arm hacked off before my eyes? Or would I be halfway decapitated mid-stride, falling hard and bleeding out as other parts of my body were cut away? Tears began to fill my eyes at the thought of how my family would feel, knowing I was hacked to death, bleeding out on the side of a dark road alone. I began screaming, half out of desperation to live, the other half out of horror and fear, not wanting to die such a horrible death. I know it sounds bitchy, but you can't really judge until you're being chased down by someone who literally wants to hack apart your body until you die. I'll try to shorten the story up a little now. Yes, I eventually made it home. Some part of me knew I'd lost the guy way before getting there. But fear and adrenaline refused to let me stop running. I collapsed as soon as I made it inside and tried to focus on not going into cardiac arrest from not only running so hard, but out of fear for my life. I tried to remember everything I'd learned in the army about two-mile drill recovery. It helped a little. Anyone who's been in even a remotely similar situation can understand why I never called the police. After much needed water and heavy breathing, it was 30 minutes before I could even put a chain of complete, rational thoughts due to the shock and mental physical exhaustion caused by what just happened. By which time the guy would have been gone, long gone. I remember all I could think was how the hell I didn't hear him getting that close to me after a whole five minutes of walking especially with him being under the influence and me being sober. Needless to say, after double-checking all the doors and windows, I fell into a paranoid sleep gripping a kitchen knife soon after. The next day I came to find a young teenage girl had been raped and killed behind that same store around the time I had been leaving the previous night.
Her throat had been slit and her body dumped not far from where she'd been raped. Every person that lived behind the store was tested against the semen found inside the girl's body and not one was a match. As far as I know, the guy has never been caught. I'm 120% sure that the scratched face and stretched shirt on the man I'd seen the previous night were remnants of the poor girl's futile attempts to fight off her rapist killer. And that suspicion he saw on my face was enough for him to want to kill me, as he must have thought I was a witness or something. The mother of the child had only sent her there to buy some orange juice for something she'd been making for dinner that night. The liquor store was the closest carrier of OJ in the area. I can't help but feel kind of guilty, though, and I feel so horrible for the girl's family, especially the mother. If I'd have called the police then and there and went back inside, would he have been caught? I remind myself things played out the way they did and I can't change the past. The worst part, though, is thinking the gurgling sound I'd heard was the girl trying to breathe despite choking on her own blood mere yards from me. I'm almost certain this is true. Also, who the fuck just carries around a damn machete? Is that what he used to cut the girl's throat? Nevertheless, Michael Myers, machete-wielding rapist, let's never meet ever again. <laughs>